But first, it's time to dive headfirst straight into the Ozone. The Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. Brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Taking names and kicking posteriors. And you can join in the fun at 682-1430. At 682-1430. Coach Joe, those streaking Tampa Bay Rays won their sixth in a row today. <laughs> and this is they beat the Twins. They swept the Twins, who are leading the Central Division. The Rays are playing at 700 clip right now. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happening with one of the lowest payrolls in Major League Baseball, but they seem to have really found some chemistry here with the Rays, and uh, Yandy Diaz is leading the team, 316 average, 12 home runs, Rosarena with 43 RBIs, and this team is just remarkable. The other night, they're down, they're tied 1-1, Rosarena hits a walk-off home run in the the bottom of the ninth to win the game for them. I mean, it's just streaky. Well, you know, it's streak has been going on for years, though, now. As they have definitely figured out what works, you know, getting the good young pitching, getting the good young hitting. They know when to move guys. They know when when to pick up and uh, uh, and, and stay within their budget. They always do such a great job of that. You know, they just finished the sweep, like you said, at home against Minnesota. Minnesota, you know, the first-place team in the Central Division, although that should come with a – a, a, a caveat: the first place team in the Central Division is under 500, <laughs> which is keeping the Detroit Tigers in the mix, which is always a good thing. But yeah, this Rays team, we always knew they they knew how to work a pitching staff, but this team can hit and hit and hit, and they are so spectacularly good. This I, this isn't. I mean, it might not stay 700 the whole season, but it's not going to fade away. Like I said, they've been good for years now. And uh, last time they were in the World Series was 2020. Uh, they, have a, they have a shot this year. I think everything is shaping up. Now, there will be some competition out west, Texas and Houston. They're always going to be pretty good. Uh, but, you know, looking at uh, – and, and in the East, Baltimore is surprisingly good. They're, they're building the same way the Rays did. They're only but they're, they're six just and now, a half games back. Yeah, six and a half with, back. Yeah. With this pace. And the Rays have six more wins. The Rangers have the next best record. And the Rays have six more wins mm-hmm. than they do. Yeah, and it's important. You get that number one seed. I believe you don't have to worry about the first round. And, uh, uh, you know, you get the home field. And, and that's a big deal because the Rays' record at home is almost – Nearly uh, undefeated. It's probably you said seven hundred ball overall. They're probably around nine hundred. Twenty nine and six at home. Yeah, yeah. Twenty nine so and six. Close to nine hundred ball at. And they're seventeen thirteen on the road. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just stay stay over five hundred on the road. Keep uh, rolling at home. You're going to have a great season. And like I said, this team is built to last. You know, they're 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 a young team. And they don't depend on any one player or anything like that. They have had some injuries, and it hasn't slowed them down because they have good depth too. And uh, the manager is is terrific. He really knows how to how to do it. And they're better now than actually they were a couple three years ago when they relied so heavily on their bullpen. I think their starters are a little bit stronger now than they were, and also they're hitting. That they've got uh, that the young hitters. You mentioned a Rosarena, um, Franco, and and. Uh, and Wandy uh, Diaz, and uh, there, there's several others. Mar, um, I want to say Marmot, um, Siri, uh, Margot, 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 Margot. Well, yeah, he's he's spectacular as well. And they they um, 
you know, Minnesota, despite being under 500, they're actually a pretty good team. And so that was a that was a big win uh, for the Rays today to get the sweep and to keep rolling like that. And, and like I said, if, as long as they're at home, they can win any series. Oh, it's unbelievable. Well, speaking of series, the um, Florida Gators came back out of the losers bracket, and they're going to be playing the Super Regional in Gainesville against the South Carolina Gamecocks, who swept them during the regular season up in South Carolina. But I don't put a lot of credence in that because both teams are different now. Yeah, yeah, the Gators, uh, I think, will do a lot better in this. And uh, South Carolina, that was the high point of their season. And for the Gators, it was sort of like the uh, the low point where then they bounced back strong. Uh, and what I saw that was particularly impressive in the regionals, and you actually went to that last game, the, the Monday yeah. game, uh, the Gators, uh, you know, hit so very well. And uh, but, but what really impressed me is they had to play – because they lost on Saturday, they had to play five games in 72 hours, and yet they pitched a shutout in that last game. Yeah. That is an absolutely incredible pitching. The depth of pitching, you know, when you have that, you can go a long way. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. We come back, we're going to have Van Green, former Auburndale Bloodhound, Cleveland Brown, and Buffalo Bill. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7. WLKF. This is Steve Tannen, former Florida Gator All-American and New York Jet. You are listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland, turning scrap metal into cash. Let's do it, Ronnie O. Just one of the greats that we've had on the show. And with us on the line is another great, former Auburndale Bloodhound, and played at Shaw University and the Cleveland Browns sixth-round draft choice in 1973. And he also played to the Buffalo Bills. Welcome to the Ozone, Mr. Van Green. How are you tonight? I'm blessed and highly favored. How are you doing? Oh, man, we are just so pleased to have you on with us tonight. Van, you told me a great story. You were a sixth-round draft choice, and you got hurt in camp, and it looked like you weren't going to make the roster and uh, tell tell us what happened in that final preseason game. Well, well, let's go. Uh, like the coach uh, put me in the game, and uh, uh, man, I I made tackles all over the field. <laughs> and, then, and after the game, the coach told me that uh, to go get my apartment because I have made the, the, the squad. And he said, I was going to cut you, but I can't cut you now. <laughs> oh, man, I guess that's the way sports work. And uh, you were on a great Auburndale team there, weren't you? Yes, I was. Uh, my junior year, we were state running up. Lake City beat us in the state championship game. Yeah, unfortunately, the 86 Auburndale Bloodhounds, I used to broadcast high school football on cable television and I think they would have won the state championship if it hadn't been for the fact they had to go up to Pensacola and play a guy named Emmett Smith. Um, <laughs> if it hadn't been for that, I think they would have won a state championship. They were the only team that ever beat the Lakeland Dreadnoughts that oh, regular yeah. season. The Dreadnoughts lost one game in 1986, and that was to the Auburndale Bloodhounds. Boy, that team was loaded. Billy yeah. Deeds, Hesham Ishmael. And um, Terrence Barber were on that team, man. That, that was a great team. 
that they had back then. Well, the 1973 Browns, you had a couple of Hall of Fame teammates in Leroy Kelly and Gene Hickerson. What can you tell us about Leroy Kelly and Gene Hickerson? Well, but Gene, Gene was quiet, and he was he he was an inspiration to the team. Uh, he, he, you know, we had a lot of young guys come in, a lot of young uh, linemen come in there. The draft the same year I was drafted, and Gene, you know, would take them under his, his, his under his uh, uh, belt and and, and taught them, you know. And uh, Leroy Kelly, he was Leroy Kelly. He was just he was just original. He was he's from Philadelphia, original. And uh, I liked him. He like he he uh, took me and, and talked to me a little bit and about the game. And just just two great guys. And when you were with the Bills, uh, oddly enough, they had a Hall of Fame running back and a Hall of Fame offensive lineman. And Joe DeLamalure, the offensive lineman, of course, O.J. Simpson. What was it like trying to tackle in practice Leroy Kelly and O.J. Simpson? Tell us well, about that. Well, you didn't hit those guys. Oh. <laughs> they were off not, limits, huh? Not in practice. No, you didn't hit them guys at all. <laughs> that, that, that was money, man. <laughs> I, I, I just – I could have seen the guy run off the field because they hit O.J. Simpson. No, he didn't hit the guy. <laughs> yeah, That's that franchise money, man. Oh. We're talking tonight with, with Van Green, uh, former <coughs> Auburndale Bloodhound, former Cleveland Brown and Buffalo Bill. You can join us, 682-1430, 682-1430. Get in on the conversation. We're having fun. Uh, talking to Van Green. Uh, Van, Coach can, Joe here. Can I – yeah, and go I, ahead. What's up? Another thing about O.J. Simpson, he he asked me where I was from. Oh, and I, I, I told him Auburndale, <laughs> Auburndale, <laughs> Florida. And he thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'd never heard of Auburndale. What's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah, no, he, 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 he mixed up. You haven't heard about the Metropolis? <laughs> yeah, he grew to love Florida over time, I think. I know uh, you ended up moving here. Hey, did you when you were at Buffalo, Van, did you get a chance to play the Bucks that year in seventy six? I think you did, didn't you? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Was, so so what was that a homecoming for you? Uh oh yeah. Yes. My wife. My wife had a chance to come to the game. <laughs> How many tickets did you have to come up with? Of course, they weren't probably as hard to come up with playing the Bucks in 76. We know you won that game, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we better have won that one. <laughs> well, you played against Steve Spurrier then, didn't you? Uh, I played against him and, and, and when he was playing with San Francisco. Oh, did you? Well, he was on the 76 Bucks. Now, I don't know if he was hurt when you played him or not, but – uh, he was a quarterback part of the year that year with the the Bucks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I want to ask you about Van. You know, you, you made the team as a rookie in '73, and I believe it was the second game of the season. It was definitely early in the season. Here come the world champion Miami Dolphins. Uh, did you get a chance to tackle Larry Zonka? And uh, uh, no. do you remember it? <laughs> oh, well, I, oh man, come on. Two of the greatest running back come to Cleveland. I'm a rookie. 
And this cat won. Man, I was I was thrilled. I looked at Zonko on the field. I, I, I didn't get a chance to play uh, then. I was on special team. But I could sit on the sideline and see him. Larry Zonko's arms were so big, it was bigger than my leg. <laughs> <laughs> It was, you know, there was an amazing time to be a defender. You know, we mentioned O.J. Simpson, uh, Larry Zonka, Leroy Kelly. You, you had a guy in your division you had to try to tackle a few times, Franco Harris. Uh, th- those Steelers teams were pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, how did you approach those games? Uh, you know, the Browns were decent back then. They were kind of uh, dependent on the year. But between 73 and 75, the Steelers, that's when they got pretty good, right? Yeah, and you know what? See, uh, I think the best game against uh, Pittsburgh, because uh, Pittsburgh promised me that they're going to draft me in the first round. Really? And, uh, uh, and they, they, they didn't. I, I got drafted later by the Browns in the sixth round. Because at that, at that time, I was rated number, number one defense back in the country. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because the draft was a lot different back then. You know, sixth round now is one of the later picks, but that was about the middle of the draft back then, wasn't it? Right, right. And uh, uh, so I made a point when I played them, I, I had a good game. I think I intercepted the ball and carried it back, and I picked up a farming and uh, carried it back. So oh, I had cool. an awesome game against those guys because I, I wanted them, uh, to let them know they made a mistake when they – didn't draft me. Mm. Yeah, you know, uh, I believe 73 was the same year uh, a friend of the show, Burgess Owens, at the University of Miami was drafted, a defensive back then. Uh, he would have been with the Jets. Did you guys cross paths? Uh, what's his name again? Burgess Owens. Uh, he would have been with the Jets. Yeah, oh. yeah, he ended up going in the first round. I'm trying oh, to think okay. of the other great def- – who are the other great defensive backs in your era? Uh, they had a guy kid out of Florida State. Uh, uh, who was that? Uh, and they had all the guys at uh, at Oakland. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Mike Haynes. Oh yeah, Mike Haynes around then, and uh, well, definitely George Atkinson, right? Yeah, George was there. Yeah, yeah they had they had they had a number. And, and Willie Brown and uh, uh, you know, Brown, you got it. Yeah, you got all them boys. In, uh, another player out of your division, Van, is uh, uh, the late great Ken Riley. You know, he was a defensive back as well. He was a great friend of the show. Uh, do you have any memories of uh, meeting Ken when you guys would play Cincinnati? Oh yeah, you know Ken from Botso. Yeah, you know from Morgandale, you know, and uh, uh, you know we 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 talk, we talk, you know, we talking. You know, I'm thrilled for this being up because he had been in the league a little while, and uh, I was just just thrilled to meet him. And uh, we 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 had uh, a cordial uh, you know, conversation, and uh, we was friends. We was, we was pretty close. J.T. Thomas was the guy from Florida State we were trying to oh, think yeah, of yeah, that the Steelers him. took in the first round instead of you, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and can I tell you about uh, 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 Franco? Yeah, please, please do. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, 
Well, I, I was known as the hitter. Uh, uh, and uh, one, uh, we played against Pittsburgh, and, and um, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, Frank on about 235, 40. I'm 190 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I have learned, I have learned that, that uh, uh, you hit those guys fast and hard. And uh, he come up to the he come to the line, and I hit him and I knock him down. <laughs> okay, yeah. I didn't think I didn't think about it that time. The next time, I start thinking about it. <laughs> he wrote me down. He wrote me down on the field about ten yards on his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Van, who was the guy that you hated to see leading a sweep? What offensive lineman did you hate to see coming at you? Uh, if you weighed 190, some of those guys weighed almost 100 pounds more than you. Who was the hardest one that uh, you hated to go against? Oakland Raiders had one, and I can't think of his name. Upshaw? Wasn't Henry Eugene Lawrence. Upshaw? Wasn't Henry Lawrence, was it? Art Shell? Me, me, me and Henry was drafted the same year. And we, we both uh Pittsburgh Corps all on the Pittsburgh Corps all American team. Wow. Uh, Here's Art, who they, they had Art Shell. Art Shell. Art Shell. Oh, yeah. uh, and he had that <laughs> awful mean look. Golly, he was an intimidating looking guy. <laughs> I came up you know, I I came up on the uh the turn in the the, the sweep. I shall hit me. And he took me down the field. <laughs> I, I, I he, he looked at me and said, oh, 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 you all right? <laughs> oh, oh. Well, that was nice of him, wasn't it? Yeah, gotta check on you. You know, the other tackle that the Raiders had back then was a guy named Bob Brown out of Nebraska, and he was about six eight, six nine, something like that. And when they lined up, you could see his leg about two feet behind the rest of the offensive lineman. Did you ever have to go against that guy? Uh, I, I probably went against him, but I'm gonna tell you about the. The Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. Man, I never seen those bigger men in my life. Look like they went to the cow pastor. <laughs> <laughs> they got some bulls off the out at the pastor and put some uniforms on them. <laughs> uh let's see, they had Brad Buddy back then and uh who else did they have um on the offensive line? Or Ed Buddy, I'm sorry, Brad Buddy was his son. Jim Tyrer, Jim Lynch, and man, they had some rough yeah. guys. Yeah, Lynch was big back then. They did. They did. They were the biggest guys I've seen. And, but but who, who remind the college team that remind me today is the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm. They got some big fellows, man. Yeah, big, big everywhere, big receivers too. Now, now we're. we're were there any receivers that you really had trouble covering? Or who would have been the toughest? Uh, one, one of the guys that, that was, 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 was touched, but the toughest guy was on my team was uh, that came back. Paul Warfield? Hmm. Warfield. Yeah. Came back to he, 
Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He came back to Cleveland when I was there. Right. And I'm all, I'm, I'm looking at him on, on TV and I'm, 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 I'm thrilled to see him. And he come back to Cleveland. Okay. Now when he came back to Cleveland, he had the moves that I've never, never seen in my life. <laughs> and, 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 and just to be around these guys, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled. So I asked him, where you get those moves from? And know what he told me? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Really? Wow. wow. I didn't even know he played that. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and you know, being from Florida, I don't know about no lacrosse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man, what, what are you doing today? Aren't you a minister? I'm, I'm a pastor of... of of Mount Zion uh, African Methodist Episcopal Church in Dade City. Wow! Wow! Now, I'm glad you asked me because you'll put uh, you gonna let me uh, share the God with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We only got about thirty seconds left. Yeah, and okay. um, when I got started, when I got started, was my mama. My mama came in the room and 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 taught me the Lord's prayer. She taught me the Lord's Prayer, and I started saying the Lord's Prayer every night before I went to bed. Wow. And I started asking God my junior year uh, uh, to help us win the games. Okay. <laughs> we won 11 we 1 1 that my junior year. And uh, 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 we stayed running up, like I said. And, uh, and, uh, the next year, next year, I thought that was selfish to ask God wow. for that, and I, I didn't ask him for that. But for that, uh, for, for, and we lost, and we had we only lost three to four guys of that state runner-up team. We oh. all and, and 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 we lost we lost two with we, we six two and two, and uh, let me know God want us. To ask for things. Oh man! Unfortunately, Van, we're out of time, but we appreciate you sharing that with us, and um, God bless you, and thank you so much for. Hey, um, it, was, it was my dad. It was my dad who taught me uh, the Lord's Prayer, and we appreciate you sharing that story, Van, and and all the other stories you shared. We hope you can join us again sometime soon, man. Hey man, I'm glad y'all had me, man. Y'all make me feel good. You make me feel that I'm part of this this great great. Uh, County of, of uh, Polk County, and uh, and I like to let y'all know, guys, that I love y'all, and you can call me at any time. Van, thank you so much. If you hang on the line, we'd like to get a show liner from you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Van. Okay. All right. The great Van Green, what a gentleman, man! I tell you what, that, yeah, yeah, that was what, terrific. That was about as much fun as we've had in an interview, isn't it? You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Talk Radio 96.7. We've got Ronnie O and Coach Joe warmed up and in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight is brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe. Man, what a fantastic interview with Van Green. Wasn't he fun? <laughs> oh, Van Green was terrific. We really appreciate him being being on the show. Uh, and it was great talking to him, you know. But there were so many great running backs in the 70s. We mentioned a couple of them. Some we didn't mention included Gail Sayers, Walter Payton, Tony Dorsett. John Riggins, 
They all. Yeah. They, oh my but gosh. You, but you know, I, I know it's a different history post football, but in the seventies, the best out of this whole lot was O.J. Simpson. He was he an was. event all to himself. If he was somewhere playing, the cameras and the people were going to see him play. He was, uh, he was uh, just a remarkable running back uh, with such a smooth gliding style. Remind, similar to Emmett Smith in a way, but maybe even just a little bit faster. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely yeah. faster and more. El- I don't know if he was more elusive. He was elusive in a different way than uh, Emmett was. And he had changed of direction. Not as yeah. not as dramatic as Barry Sanders, but it was more of a gliding style. Yeah, and, and guys would just. He, you know, he, they, it's, it was like to see what part among the defenders because he had those subtle moves and, and they'd go the wrong way. Uh, it, it, incredible stuff. Well, that 73 Bills team, I think that was when, uh, you know, they called O.J. Simpson Juice and they called his offensive line the Electric Company. Yeah. And uh, they had Joe DeLamalure on there. I mean, that guy was a – I think he was out of Michigan and he was a great offensive lineman, but they had a bunch of them and uh, they cleared the way. They couldn't throw the ball very well. Well, no, not at first. They eventually had Joe Ferguson yeah. eventually took over as quarterback, but I think he was more into 73. He was a rookie, I think. And yeah, then, he was young, and yeah, so they their weren't, passing attack didn't really scare anybody. No, they and they didn't have great receivers uh, for the most part during that tenure. They had, they'd have a, the occasional ones. J.D. Hill was really good. I remember him. And uh, I want to say Bobby Moore, before he became Ahmad Rashad, Bobby Moore was part of that Bills team in the early 70s. I don't know if you recall if he was with them or not. You know, I think at some point he was with Cleveland as well. I should have asked Van Green about that. But I think he, I think when he was still Bobby Moore, Ahmad Rashad was on that uh, Bills team in the early 70s. Yeah, no, he, when he had his really big years, I think he was with the Vikings. The Vikings though, were, yeah. yeah, that's when he yeah. really shined. And that was in the later 70s. Bob Chandler was kind of a possession-type oh, yeah. receiver yeah. on that Bills good team. Hands, though. Yeah. And Paul Seymour was the tight end. But the offensive line, I forgot Reggie McKenzie. He was another one that was a great offensive lineman. Right. He he uh, was good for years uh, with Buffalo. A lot of people mostly remember him with Seattle, but he was really good with Buffalo as well. It, before Seattle, it came along, and then he joined them. And uh, during their, their best years in the early 80s, McKenzie was a big part of that. And on the defensive line, they had Walt Potulski and Mike Kadish. Uh, those guys, I think both of those guys might have been the first overall pick. Didn't Kadish come from the Dolphins, though? Did he? I want to say he did. It, uh, it, it didn't work out with the Dolphins, and he went and became kind of a star with the Bills. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that, that that might have been the case. Mm, he, he, the Bills no, were, he, he, didn't, he didn't play for the Dolphins, evidently. I must be thinking of somebody else. Uh, but but Kadish was good, no doubt, with the Bills. He absolutely was good, and they, the Bills were up. You know, the, you know, OJ didn't get to play in the postseason that much. But 1974, they they made it as a wild card team, and uh, even the '73 team. They were mostly mediocre teams back then. They weren't disasters, but they couldn't keep up with the division uh, powers in the AFC East back then, which would have been. Uh, the Dolphins at first, and then the Colts with Burt Jones and uh, Lydell Mitchell, another yeah. great running back. Uh, then in the later part of the 70s, then the New England Patriots had a, had several good teams with Chuck Fairbanks and then Steve Grogan developing as a quarterback. Yeah. So that kind of took you to early 70s Dolphins, mid-70s Colts, later 70s Patriots. And then the Dolphins came back around and were good again. I remember Grogan played at Kansas State, 
And that guy seemed to have a neck that was about two feet long. Yeah. He's a first quarterback I saw wear one of those neck uh, brace things. Over, uh, not really a brace, but those special pads on, that, yeah. that go around the neck that usually you only see with offensive linemen or linebackers. And he, he would wear one. Yeah, you know, he was a running quarterback. He could pass a little bit, but he he loved to run, and and that was another. Besides running backs, you know, there were all the great running quarterbacks of the '70s too. That it's starting to come Greg around. Greg Landry, now. Landry, Bobby Douglas, Greg yeah. Landry. Yeah, uh, you know, Bob Greasy was a great runner. Roger Staubach were great runners, though they eventually cut back on that uh, as time caught up with their legs. But the best of all, Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah man, Tarkenton. That guy, he would extend a play to 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't catch him. <laughs> Nobody scrambled quite like him. Greasy tried to, you know, but as a Dolphins fan, you, you, when you see Greasy going nuts scrambling, you just you, you just covered your eyes. Because, he wasn't as quick, yeah. as I don't think, as, as Tarkenton. I know he still holds a record for that 29-yard <laughs> loss against the Cowboys in Super Bowl six. He just would never throw the ball away. He'd keep scrambling. He'd keep running farther back. Like, I, I don't have an opening here. He'd run another 10 yards back. Oh, man. Man, it was it was scary to watch sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, but he knew how to get the ball to Paul Warfield. Oh uh, yeah, that's, man, uh, that guy was so good. Oh, he, you know, there there've been great wide receivers over the years, but he's still he's as good as I've ever seen anybody. I know Randy Moss is good. Jerry Rice, you know, you can come up with a whole laundry list of great wide receivers, but Warfield did stuff that I've never seen done since. Well, you know, one of the things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I've said it a thousand times. I hated the Dolphins. I still don't like them because they were on TV all the time and they always Colts won. fan. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, it was about Shula, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Howard Twilley, you know, it was From like Tulsa. <laughs> I know. Catch that little runt. You know, and he, he was so tricky. The guy was so slick. He always got open. He wasn't fast, but he scored a lot of touchdowns. He just was always open. Yeah, he was one of the three Dolphins who survived their first year and stayed with the team through the Super Bowl years. Uh, the other two were uh, Carl Noonan, whose career yeah. kind of got shortened by a bad injury in '72, but then and Norm Evans, who was Norm Evans, a wonderful right tackle. Huh? Yeah, you know that was a great offensive line, and uh, he's the, he's the least team. well known, but he was great. Uh, but you know what? When he eventually left the Dolphins was they left him unprotected, and Seattle Seahawks took him in the expansion draft in 76. And he actually had some good years with Seattle, but, you know, Seattle wasn't very good for several years, uh, their, their first few years. Not as bad as the Bucks, but they you know, they were still mediocre. Well, didn't but they Evans only win one terrific. game? Didn't the Seahawks only win one game the first year, and it was against the Bucks. <laughs> they didn't win more, much more than one. If they won more than one, we can look up their record. But, yeah, they, they beat the Bucks close game, too. I think it was like a three-point game. Uh, but was Dave Pear on the— the Seahawks and then came to the Bucks. He definitely played for the Bucks. I yeah. remember if he played for the Seahawks as well. Uh yeah, and Seattle uh probably was about 5 years before they became, you know, anything of note because I know they remember they made the AFC Championship in 83, which was about their 7th year in. So actually the Bucks progressed faster yeah. even though they got off to the slower start. <laughs> remember Jim Zorn? The I do remember Jim quarterback Zorn. that played for them. Yeah. He was a good runner, too. He he was good. Yeah, he was definitely good. But he had to. <laughs> yeah. And then they got that wide receiver, one of the best, who's, who's not often mentioned among great wide receivers, but Steve Largent. Yeah. Who was, uh, who was fantastic. He went on receiver. to be a congressman, didn't he? He did. Good yeah. memory of that. Yeah. He was great. And, you know, the a lot of people forget Franco Harris ended his career with Seattle. I had forgotten that. Yeah, he he uh, he played a year or two with them after leaving the Steelers, 
and did decently, you know, for an aging running back at the time. Uh, sometimes it's easy to forget uh, Franco Harris. You know, he died a few months ago, and we talked. We replayed the the immaculate reception and everything. But <laughs> besides that, he was a great, great running back, as good as as any of these other running backs we've mentioned. All of these guys I just was listing off there. I think they're virtually all in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Gail Sayers, Franco Harris, Larry Zonka, Walter Payton, Tony Dorsett, John Riggins. That's the wow. 70s. All those running backs were active in the 70s. Jeez. Yeah. Teams ran the ball back then, folks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and then Rocky Blyer had 1,000 right. yards for the Steelers teams. Yeah, you think of – yeah, there were plenty of other great running backs. I just named the very, very top of the yeah. list. Yeah, You know, Rocky Blyer was terrific. Mercury Morris, I haven't yeah. even mentioned him yet. You know? See, now that's another sore point with me with the Dolphins is that the Steelers had 2,000-yard rushers. The Dolphins, oh, we got to go back into films, and Mercury Morris, it was really a lateral. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it could have gone either way. But it shouldn't. you shouldn't go back into films and do that. They should have done that for Dave Hampton. But anyway, let's go ahead and take a break. And, <laughs> a Dave uh, Hampton reference, nice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we might have a $30 gift or $30 off your tab at Miller's Lakeland Ale House. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. What's up, guys? This is Ahmad Black, former Dreadnought State Champion, former Gator National Champion, and Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And you're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. You won't find them anyplace else. Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. And I know right now you're sitting out there waiting. You're saying, wait a minute. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We want to go out to the alehouse, please. All right. You ask, we deliver. All right, here you go. This is easy. What city is the Baseball Hall of Fame located? Where is it located? Is it A, Cooperstown, New York, B, New York City, C, Canton, Ohio, or D, Lakeland, Florida? Give us a call, 682-1430. That's 682-1430. If you haven't won in the last six months, and we have a list, and we're checking it twice, Eric knows who's been naughty, who's been nice. So, 682-1430, you could go out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House. You can eat and drink what you want and take $30 off the tab, Coach Joe. Nice. That's that's a that's a wonderful deal, and, and it's a terrific place to go and to uh, hang out, especially with the Gators coming up the sub-regional, super sub-regional, super-regionals coming go. up this, this best two out of three coming up this weekend. Uh the uh, Heat will be playing tomorrow night again, Game 4 against the Denver Nuggets. Um, and uh, the Panthers are still in the Stanley Cup Final. And the Rays, we talked about them. You want to see a Rays there game, they're going to have the Rays game on at the Ale House. You're going to be able a chance to see them. Hey, you know, Ronnie, speaking of TV, and, you know, we just heard from Ahmad Black on the uh, bumper in- intro there. Uh, we got to get Ahmad back on before August comes along in this Netflix documentary. Oh yeah, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm already looking forward to it. If you haven't heard, it's been announced that there a uh, Netflix. We knew that this was being made a Netflix documentary about the uh, Gators during the 2006 2008 Tim Tebow Urban Meyer era, and it's ready and it begins airing on Netflix sometime in August. Don't worry, we'll give you the exact date uh, later, but we'll definitely be talking about that a little bit when we get there. All right. Well, we want to tell you the Ale House, of course, is located at 5650 South Florida Avenue. 
and they've got over 40 strategically located television sets. You can watch your favorite sporting event there all week long, and they have drinking meal specials every night of the week. We've got somebody hungry and thirsty already on the line. Grant, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. I've really been enjoying the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, you're hungry and thirsty? I'm always hungry and thirsty. Oh, that's the kind of that's the kind of people we like to call in. What city is the Baseball Hall of Fame located in? I'm going to go with Cooperstown. You're exactly right, Grant. You are exactly right. And um, you ever been out the Ale House? I have. Yeah, my my wife and kids and I we've enjoyed it many a time. We like it. What's your favorite dish out there? Um, I, you know, there's a. There's a lot of times I go for the uh, fried shrimp. They've got this massive plate of fried shrimp, but they've got uh, asabuco, and they've got they've got a lot of different things that are good there. Yeah, oh. they got some new stuff on their menu that, that that's good. Uh, I like the the Mimi's. Uh, it's chicken dish with rice, and it's delicious. They call it <laughs> Mimi's. Uh, yeah, that's something new on their menu too. You know, I, I hear. Yeah, I, I have to try. yeah you definitely got to try. Tried that. Yeah, yeah, they've got. They they've really got a tremendous amount of selections there, you, you know. No matter what you like, whether it's uh, burgers, salads, chicken, steak, uh, like you said, the shrimp. Uh, there there's a great selection. Their of stuff burgers there. are awesome. Yeah, man, yeah, we, we, really we, great wings too. I don't too. think we, we've never had a bad meal there. We we like it. Well, Grant, you can go out there and you can eat and drink on us. Take thirty dollars off the tab and congratulations. And uh, well, thanks, guys. Hope we'll be able to see you. Hang on the line. Let Eric get your information. And uh, when he starts asking for your birth certificate and your Social Security number and your bank card, don't give that to him, okay? Uh, okay, good good tip. I appreciate <laughs> You guys ruin all the fun. <laughs> Eric has these plans, these grandiose plans, where he's going to buy the Baseball Hall of Fame. He's going to rename the place Clarkstown. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you know, we would that. be remiss if we didn't wish – Dr. Michaeline, a happy birthday. And I know she's been out at the Ale House. Dr. Michaeline, what is your favorite dish at the Ale House? Well, I'm a salad person. Yeah. So I She's enjoy, smarter than we are. Yeah, watching those calories. <laughs> I enjoy the salads. The but chicken they, Caesar's good there. Yeah, yeah, but they also, I always have my, my salmon. Well, I, I watch my calories, too, as I chew them up and swallow yeah. them. So. <laughs> Alex, I know you've been many times. What is your favorite dish at the Ale House? I'm going to have to agree with you on the burgers. Those are always a good go-to. Aren't they awesome? Oh, yeah. I'm a cheeseburger person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alex brought the birthday cake in for Dr. Michaeline tonight, and uh, I, I'm glad the show's about to end because, you know, we ate, we ate it before the show, and I was on a great sugar high. I think I'm starting to crash. I'm going to eat some more. <laughs> just, just a few minutes to go. I think I can man, pull me over the line here, uh, Ronnie, if you would. Oh, man, I tell you what. Oh, what a great show. I just loved having Van Green on and his enthusiasm, and he wants to come back. Oh, yeah, we should have him on a bunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about with football. And I don't know if he still keeps track of Cleveland Browns. They're going to be one of the most interesting teams in football this year. Oh, man. Yeah, they're one of the few that hadn't have never been to the Super Bowl. Remember Brian Sype? The interception he threw against the Raiders in the end zone. Yeah, uh, yeah, red right thirty six or something like that. The, the <laughs> red wrong thirty six. Sam Ritigliano gambling. Sam. Oh yeah, know, yeah. They were in field goal range and it was super cold, so field goals weren't a sure thing. 
even they were though they were close, but he threw into the end zone and they got intercepted. Yikes! The Raiders went on to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, <laughs> they oh, were the yeah. first wild card team. But the Raiders that year were the first to get to the Super Bowl. They ended up winning it, beating the Eagles um, back then in Super Bowl fifteen. Was that Jim Plunkett? It was. Yeah. 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 yeah he he threw a. Touchdown pass like 80 yards at the time was the longest in Super Bowl history to Kenny King. To Kenny King. Good memory, think, uh, uh, Ronnie. Yeah. Exactly right. Or running back. Yeah, it was the running back. And it, the run, he got loose, kind of like what they call the wheel route now. Yeah. It was, it was like that. And he got loose, and then he only had one guy to beat, and off he goes. Yeah, Rod Martin, the linebacker, had three interceptions that day. Yeah, he, he, he broke my guy, John Mackey's record. <laughs> John Mackey had held the record, and Unitas threw it to him. In Super Bowl Five, it was that tipped pass, the double tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, I think it was seventy-five yards, and uh, so I hated to see Kenny King break that record in Super Bowl Five. Yeah, well, it, it did last ten years, so you know, yeah. uh, it, records like that, uh, it, you know, you, you love them and you hope they last forever. Uh, they don't usually. There's usually somebody to break them. Although Tony Dorsett's 99-yard run, I guess you can't break that. Yeah, one. that's unbreakable. <laughs> until they, until you that's extend unbreakable. the field or something. <laughs> yeah, looks well, like the Gators. The longest punt from scrimmage, I think, is 98 yards against Georgia. So you can't break that either. Was Steve O'Neill a Gator? No, he wasn't a Gator punter. No, uh, the, he's the this New York was, Jets um, Bobby punter. Joe Green. Well, the New York Jets punter Steve O'Neill has the NFL record yeah. of 98-yard. Yeah, punt. I actually watched that recently online. And it's amazing. It's bouncing and rolling and going crazy, and it just dies at the one-yard line, <laughs> like the one-foot line. <laughs> oh, man. He kicked I, it from the back of his own end zone. <laughs> uh, I tell you, we've had so much fun tonight, and um, we'll be back next week, and hopefully we'll have just as much fun next week as we had tonight. The Clarkster, the legend over there. You know, we keep hoping that the Broadcasting Hall of Fame doesn't steal his microphone and take it up there and bronze it. You know, it, um, you just know that at any moment they're going to come down here and they're going to induct the legendary Clarkster into the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Coach Joe and I will be Tuesday night going to the Polk County Sports Hall of Fame. Can't wait.